Hello, America. Uh, today, Friday, we're going to go through some of the clips uh, that I missed on radio and television this week and, uh, and also give you a, a good perspective of the week. I think you're going to like it. Brought to you in part by Jace Medical. So what's been happening this week? Well, a couple of things. The Durham report came out and uh, also there's been some hearings this week, some amazing hearings on FBI whistleblowers. Now, what is the job of a whistleblower? A whistleblower is when there's trouble, you blow the whistle, alert everyone. So in this case, when someone who is seeing things go wrong uh, and are horrible and have to be corrected, they're blowing the whistle. Now, he had tons of whistleblowers on Donald Trump. Great. These whistleblowers are not against Biden. They're against the corruption in our FBI. I want to show you, these are three, I believe, heroic guys um, who have had their lives destroyed. So they're going to go testify in front of Congress. Here is the Democrat opening up and her statement about the hearing. Thank you, Mr. Chair, and good morning. Today is our fourth hearing in this select committee. In our previous three hearings, we've heard my Republican colleagues and their witnesses downplay the danger of extremism in America, suggesting that the 2020 election was stolen claimed that January 6th was anything other than an attempted insurrection, anything other than domestic terrorism. From what I can glean about today's hearing, and I'm going to say glean because my Republican colleagues don't really want us to work together. They give us the bare minimum notice for hearings, no subject indicated. We learn who the hearing witnesses is from British tabloids. That's not normal in the House of Representatives. Mm. Man wonder, are Republicans scared of giving us the information so that we can do our own due diligence on these conspiracy theories, these ideas that they want to put forward? Indeed, today's hearing will be more of the same. Perhaps they're too far gone to realize that in fact this hearing is evidence, as if we need it anymore, that MAGA Republicans are a threat to the rule of law in America. Good heavens. She goes on to say, you're not going to hear anything but lies, distortion, fabrications. Um, that is somebody going in with an open mind. Um, so what happened? Well, one of them is uh, testifying. He's an FBI, former FBI agent, Alan, um, and he is... Uh, he's, he's testifying and a Democrat gets some time and they're ready and loaded, ready to take this man down. Watch. Thank you. Mr. Allen, have you ever used Twitter? Yes or no? I have utilized Twitter. Yes. Okay. And is your account at Marcus A97050645? That is absolutely not my account. Okay. That's not your account. Well, on December 5th, 2022, an account under the name Marcus Allen retweeted a tweet that said, That quote, is not my account, ma'am. 
you haven't let me finish the question, you might sir. Have been the football player. You haven't let me finish the question. On December, and the time is mine. On December 5th, 2022, an account under the name of Marcus Allen retweeted a tweet that said, quote, Nancy Pelosi staged January 6th, retweet if you agree, end quote. Do you agree with that statement? Yes or no? That That is, I don't, no, ma'am. That's not my account at all. I have I'm no asking idea. whether you agree with that statement, yes or no. Can you please rephrase the statement? Yeah. Do you think the that lady has expired. staged January 6th? I just want him to answer he'll answer. He'll answer. Question. Yeah, he'll answer. I'm just telling you your time's up. Do you believe that Nancy Pelosi, do you agree with the statement that this person tweeted that Nancy Pelosi staged January 6th? Yes I, or I no? No. Thank you. <laughs> what was the point of that? She came in. She was so convinced. I got him. I saw his Twitter feed. Not him. Not him. Okay, so what were these three whistleblowers testifying about? Well, there's a couple of very disturbing things that are going on. Um, these guys were working for the FBI. They were investigating January 6th. They all warned their bosses and said, hey, something's not right here. So they shot a warning signal up to the bosses. They're not hostile. One of them was uh, just saying, hey, there's... Uh, there's a, a problem. Uh, uh, Ray is testifying in front of Congress and and he's saying that, you know, uh, we didn't have anybody up on Capitol Hill or whatever it was. And uh, he's like that, that there is another side to that. And I want to make sure we're doing the right thing and saying the right thing. Well, that's a legitimate uh, problem, don't you think? Well, no, not not for him, not for him. Uh, one of them has been uh, let go, not able to work because of the FBI, while you're having your, your security clearance reviewed, you can't work for anybody. So went for a long time uh, without being able to work, so no money. Another one of them uh, has is in the same situation, and a third one is in a situation where uh, he was not told it was a problem. He was just told, hey, we want you to transfer over here. So he moved his whole family. His wife had just had a baby two weeks before. Okay, so he packs everything up. They move, they sell the house. They're ready to buy another house. He's got to go to work. He's there day one. His stuff just, just arrived. Day one. And what do they say to him? You're on leave uh, and we're not going to pay you. Oh, and by the way, uh, we have your stuff. And it didn't wasn't released by the FBI for weeks. They had no clothing. They had no contents of a house. He no longer had a house. What is that? You add to that what happened to the IRS agents who blew the whistle and said, hey, DOJ is interfering with our investigation on the IRS. The IRS said that. So what happened? The IRS didn't fire those guys. The DOJ came in and fired those guys. Is that bothersome to anyone? Because they're no longer just persecuting a president now. Now they're going after anyone who dares speaks out. 
Why don't we give him a listen? Uh, here's what Jim Jordan said. He was warning. They will tell us what happened, what they saw, and then what happened to them because they were courageous enough to report it to Congress. And I just want to tell you guys, get ready. Get ready, because these guys are going to come after you. You know they are. Last hearing we had, last hearing we had, we had two journalists, Democrats, two Democrat journalists sat right where you guys did, and these guys tried to get them to divulge their sources. Someone needs to tell them how the First Amendment works. And oh, while Mr. Taibbi, one of those award-winning journalists sitting right where you're sitting, was testifying, guess what else was happening? The IRS was knocking on his door. So get ready. But I know you're up to the task because you came forward in the first place. So here is one of the final statements from the one of the whistleblowers. Listen, I've been smeared as a malcontent and subpar FBI employee. This smear stands in stark contrast to my life in public service. This smear campaign, disgusting as it is, is unsurprising. Despite our oath to uphold the Constitution, too many in the FBI aren't willing to sacrifice for the hard right over the easy wrong. They see what becomes of whistleblowers, how the FBI destroys their careers, suspends them under false pretenses, takes their security clearances and pay with no true options for real recourse or remedy. This is by design. It creates an Orwellian atmosphere that silences opposition and discussion. We know what is right to do, yet we too often refuse to do what is right because of the difficulty and suffering it incurs. I couldn't knowingly continue on this path silently without speaking out against the weaponization I witnessed, even if it meant losing my job, my career, my livelihood, my family's home, and now my anonymity. It's an amazing piece of testimony. That guy, by the way, did two tours, uh, I believe in Iraq or Afghanistan. You'll notice he's wearing um, a band uh, around for a fallen friend. I will, um, I will have to point out, he's the one that lost the house and everything else, and um, he's also the one that has been called a traitor to his country by the FBI, that he is not a loyal American, a veteran. Okay. All right. So where do we go from here? Well, let's go to the Durham report. The Durham report is, is unbelievable. The reason why there's no one being prosecuted, they didn't call for any names, is at the end of the Durham report, it talks about you can't add more laws or change any laws because the FBI no longer has fidelity to the principles of the Constitution and Bill of Rights. Wow, that's kind of a blockbuster. Nope. Nope, not to the media. Watch. You want to talk about a waste of time and money. The John Durham investigation is an embarrassment. And it should go down as one of the biggest abuses of power and waste of money in the Department of Justice's history. Wow. That is, uh, huh, that's pretty amazing. Now, remember, uh, this is what they said on the other side just a few months ago. 
investigators have corroborated part of the uh, dossier. The dossier has been corroborated by the intelligence community. U.S. investigators have corroborated some of the allegations in that dossier. Yes. Although We do know that parts of it have been corroborated. It's not been corroborated, but it hasn't been disproven either. Is there anything in the dossier that has been disproven? No. But not one thing has been disproven. No major thing from the dossier has been conclusively disproven. To date, none of it has been disproven, and whole big parts of it are holding up. The dossier um, holds up well. None of it has been disproven. All of the allegations in it, I don't know that anything has been disproven. It's a fact that none of it, not one word, has been disproven. In fact, a lot of it turned out to be right on the money. All of that is untrue. All of it. As the Durham report says, they didn't have anything to go on. They would have never picked this up, but it was a Clinton plan to tie him to Russia. It was Clinton's own people that went over to the uh, hotel in Russia, in Moscow, you know, where the P-tape thing happened. Never happened. Trump has never stayed there. That was a Clinton associate that made that up talked to the hotel, got all the information at the hotel, not about a P-tape, just about the hotel, came back to Washington and planted that story. Really? None of it. None of it. All of the people on television were telling you something that somebody in the intelligence or the FBI or justice were telling them. And that was a lie. And none of them are pissed off. That's fascinating. But now, it's not just about what they did to Donald Trump, as I said earlier. Now it's about what the FBI is doing to you. As the congressman just said, Matt Taibbi, while he was testifying, the, FBI, or the uh, IRS came to his door. How many times have you had IRS agents come to your door because they just have questions about your tax return? It's not the way they do it. What message were they sending? And let me ask you, if you found a bucket of fetal remains, they were, some of them, almost term, and you found a bucket of those and you brought it to the police and said, hey, Bucket of baby remains. Do you think that the FBI would investigate that? Yeah, in the America that we used to live in, sure. But they haven't made any arrests. They haven't found anything. However, just this week, an FBI agent or two, very non-threatening, they're women, you know, uh, they came to a mom's house of the woman who found the bucket. They went, because she's not in trouble, we just have a few questions for her. Watch. Hi, we're looking for Elise. I'm sorry, she's not here. Can I ask what this is in regards to? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name's Ashley Roberts, and this is Kathleen Brown. We're both with the FBI. Okay. We just need to speak with her regarding some information that was sent in to us. Okay. Well, she doesn't live here. Oh, okay. So, I mean, she's my daughter, but this isn't her residence currently. Okay. Do, so. you, do you mind giving us her residence or her phone number by chance? Yeah. Can, um, hold on just a second. Sure. 
She's not in any trouble. We just have information that we need to ask her about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm anxious to see how that turns out. Um, all right, let me take a quick break, tell you about Preborn, another sponsor of ours. Blanca found out she was expecting. She went to a preborn network clinic. A lot of these, a lot of these women, they uh, just look up pregnancy center or clinic, and they just need a first talking to, and and they they go into a preborn, and they get an ultrasound, and it's free. And the reason why it's free is because of people like you. But they go in and they're desperate and many times they feel completely alone. They feel like they, they don't have any other choice. Well, she came in, they gave her an ultrasound. She was thinking about abortion. She changed her mind because of the heartbeat and the ultrasound. And uh, to celebrate her decision, the clinic threw her a baby shower because nobody else was there to do it or provide for her or support her and the baby after the baby arrived. They did. They take care of moms and babies for like two years after. And these women are amazing. For $28, you can sponsor a life-changing ultrasound and write a new story. Donations of any size go towards saving babies and caring for moms, and all contributions are tax-deductible. When you give, you're going to receive pictures and stories of the lives that your gift helped rescue. Just dial 250, pound 250. Say the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, preborn.com slash Glenn. Okay, so if we're not, if we don't have fidelity to our oath of office, Where is our fidelity? What is our guiding principle? Here's Kamala. To that extent, yes, we do talk about equity. We actually believe it is a good principle, in spite what some so-called leaders might try to suggest. We are (laughs) proud of the fact that equity is one of our guiding principles, proud of the fact that we understand equality is important, but not everybody starts out on the same base. So it sounds like it might be right. Everyone gets an equal share and then they should compete and the best thing will win. But that assumes everyone starts out on the same base. Equity takes into account that that may not be the case. No, this is all bullcrap. Equity is another word for redistribution of wealth or communism. That's what it is. We are a nation that believes in equality All men are created equal. So you got to make your way in the world and government is not going to be able to make things fair. When did mothers stop telling their children life isn't fair? When? You know, I've built my success with you. I, I grew up in a poor family. My dad was a businessman. Business failed, divorced. I had no chance. I didn't go to college. I built this. I built this. I asked you to be involved. Why am I bailing somebody else out? If I don't, I never believed I couldn't do it. You know, my grandfather, my grandmother, my mom, my dad, all of them were like, you better get another job because, uh, son, that's not going to work out well for you. And I'm like, no, but I, I believe it. I know. Well, you should just have another job, you know, another skill because... I won the lottery. I won the lottery. 
Who are you to say that I now have to provide a lottery ticket for someone else? I know I won the lottery. I'm fine. That's why I'm charitable. That's why I give a lot of my money away. Okay, you want what from me now? You want to take even more from me and make it so no one can ever win the lottery. No, thank you. No, thank you. America is not the place where you just get to live in this mushy lower middle class. And then there's the few up above that are the earls, the dukes, the kings, the queens. No, 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 no. You should be able to come from the bottom and go all the way to the top. The only thing that stops that now are the people at the top. All right, so we love equity. That's our guiding principle. Now, with guiding principles, um, maybe those should be timeless. Equity is not one. But Pete Buttigieg has a guiding principle. Listen. It's clear to all of us by now that climate change is a major threat to security and prosperity everywhere. Now, stories of climate disaster have always been on humanity's mind in some fashion, dating back to ancient legends and scriptural traditions in nearly every faith, telling of floods, fires, and other calamities. But the climate challenge in front of us is not some prophecy of cosmic doom. It is a specific set of problems. Where were the SUVs with the flood? Where were the SUVs with the Ice Age? You just said our history is riddled with climate change, stories of climate change. Why is this one so different? By the way, I don't know if you've been following this, but uh, it is a, uh, what did he say, a a messianic uh, uh, style message of doom? This is a religion. You cannot, you, if you disagree with science, you have to be silenced. You are an outcast. That's a religion. No, thank you. No, thank you. All right. So what do you have? You have a country where people, you can't say the truth anymore, that man is a man. And no, no, I'm sorry, Adidas. That dude in the, the swimsuit that belongs on a woman, that's sick. It's just sick. Can't say that. Can't say that. Um, you don't have anything that is traditional. Uh, and, and I don't mean traditional as much as I mean, I guess, eternal. Things are true. Two and two are four not five. There are things like a woman can have a baby, a man cannot, unless that man is actually a woman. We, you, read the, you read the stories now, you, I can't make heads or tails of anything, of anything, because they've so twisted the language. Why are they twisting the language? To control If you control the language, you control society. So let's try this. Um, We have an invasion on our southern border. 
You can't call it an invasion. It's not. I don't know. It's maybe a happening. I don't know what they're calling it, but it's certainly not an invasion. Yes, it is. And there are a few uh, governors that are standing up. Greg Abbott is now finally standing up in Texas. Ron DeSantis is standing up in Florida. And Ron DeSantis and other states now are helping Texas on the border because it affects all of us, all of us. But I guess that makes you evil if you are Debbie Wasserman Schultz. When uh, Arizona did the same to uh, to their immigrants in their in their state, he's going to devastate our economy, tourism, construction, agriculture. I mean, you're going to have vegetables rotting in the fields. You're going to have construction sites that will lie dormant uh, or certainly will struggle to get workers to be able to, uh, to, to, to help make sure that they can make progress. The tourism, is it, tourism and restaurant industry in particular you know, rely on, the, on these workers. Wow. Americans won't work. So let's do what the Romans did. Just bring anybody in, let them storm the gates, and we'll be fine. No, that was the end of Rome for a reason. This is the end of us. And by the way, speaking of vegetables, listen to the president. I also want to thank my buddy Kamala, who I work for in the, up in the White House, for leading on this issue. He works. Well, there's one rotten in the field. Right there. Okay, um, let me uh, let me show you what is actually happening, and it's not a secret. It's not a conspiracy theory. It is truth, and more and more people are waking up to it. But there are the ranchers and the cattle. They look at you as cattle. Now, I'm a rancher in real life. I mean, well, no, not in real life. In real life, I'm just a guy who had enough money to buy a ranch and then have somebody else do it all so I can walk around in a hat going, yeah, looks good. Think I'm going into the house. Okay, so I'm not really a rancher, but I'm around a real rancher. Let's put it that way. Uh, And I know how I look at my cows. I take care of my cows. I do everything I can for my cows. And they don't have a choice on getting a vaccine. No, because they're a cow. And I want to keep them healthy because, strangely, I want them healthy when I kill them. To eat them. Okay. So, when somebody looks at you as a cow and they're a rancher, trouble. Here's Klaus Schwab. Dans ce nouveau monde, mm. il, on doit accepter une transparence, et je dirais même une transparence totale, mm. le secret bancaire. Tout va être transparent. Et il faut s'habituer, il faut se comporter ainsi. Ça devient, comment dirais-je, intégré dans votre personnalité, mais oh. si on n'a rien à cacher, euh, il ne faut pas avoir peur. Wow. A German that speaks French. I wonder if he learned that from his Nazi father. Was his father over in France when they occupied? I'm not sure. But the rest of it, I think, should be said, not in a French accent, but maybe a German. Look, if you have nothing to hide, then why are you so worried, hmm? Hello? 
Let me show you this. This is uh, a former Pfizer VP on what people have to do. Listen carefully. The way we stop this is by recovering the power of no. I'm not doing this. And if enough of us say we're not doing it, they can't win. They'll, they'll only win if they persuade us almost like farm animals, like, you know, just to passively go along with what everyone else is doing. So, you know, I've given the last three years of my life to warn people this is what's coming. But I can't save you. Only you can do it. Anyone you know in your network that you think should hear this message, you must tell them. I can never reach them. They're not on this call. And the mainstream media are never going to tell them the truth. It's down to you. If you don't do it, we will lose. Okay? So I'm going to stop at this point. We've been lied to. So you decide if you're going to believe CNN or if you're going to believe this, this guy who's given all his time having been in the industry or his professional life, uh, given what I've explained to you. Okay. I, I don't know that guy. I don't even know if that guy is the same guy that the title. But what I do know is true is you are forced to do something. When anyone forces you to do something and you're above the age of six, you're not living with mommy and daddy anymore, and they force you to do something. Uh, that's because they're afraid. They're afraid that they cannot make a case that what they want to do, you instinctively know is wrong. So what do they do? They bring out an expert, and the expert says, you got to follow the science. Instead of you got to follow you, okay? I, I urge you to read this. I urge you to listen to this. But in the end, it's got to be your decision. Are the experts saying that? Or are they just saying, you are a problem. You are, if you're a MAGA voter, well, then you're the biggest risk to this country. That, that's what they're saying. No, no, this country is about freedom and freedom of the individual. But he was right about one thing. If you don't do it, if you don't start saying no, nobody's going to save the country. We're all going to go down. I gave you a um, special this week, um, two specials. One was on um, the uh, AI. And I got to tell you, <laughs> That seems like it was a thousand years ago. It was a Wednesday. Um, we talked about the dangers of AI. Then the next day, we gave you some really good information uh, on how to take your country back. Well, one of the things we have to do is not become them, but we have to have the spine that they have. I... I know what I believe. I know what I believe. I don't think most of the people that are involved on the left even know what they believe in. I'm not sure how many of our side actually can verbalize it. But you better, you better be able to start to say, I know what I'm fighting for, and it's this, 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 and this. And I believe in those to the core, that if somebody wants to remove them, 
I'll lose my job. I'll lose my good name. I'm willing to go to jail. I'm willing to whatever it is. You got to ask yourself. What do you really believe in? What are you willing to fight for? Because a reckoning is coming one way or another. This cannot last the way it is. And I don't, I, I will never support violence. Uh, I truly believe that we have so many opportunities right in front of us. And so I sent you to uh, go to get the uh, thereckoningguide.com. Go to thereckoningguide.com and get the blueprint of all the crimes that we're all standing around going, nobody's going to do anything about it. Well, we can do something about it. We've put out all of the crimes that Hunter Biden did that are state crimes. Uh, there's 170 of them. Why has in 170 crimes he hasn't been charged once by anyone in the states where they happened? Why? You got to find a local prosecutor, your local DA, your state attorney general. We have got to go to the mat. The law is the law. And in our state, you don't break the law. And if your attorney general and your prosecutors won't do it, well, then you got to find yourself a new prosecutor and make sure you remember that attorney general. Okay? They have to start applying the law. We're never going to get them to do it in Washington. We've got to get them to do it locally and at the state level. Uh, I've got some questions from the audience from the other night. I didn't get to. I'm going to give the answers. Okay. Didn't get a chance to get to the comments, so let me get to just a few more of them here before we call it a week of broadcast. So Tina Walk uh, wrote, and she said, Thank you. I'm calling the first thing this morning, and I'm in Virginia. This is in response to the driving while smoking crack cocaine in Virginia and recording it. You have it. You can recognize the streets. He even says it. Is it legal to drive while smoking crack cocaine in Virginia? Because that's a new one. Why hasn't anyone on the local level brought that up? These charges should be followed up. They should be prosecuted. 170 of them. Then uh, Kate Grossman wrote in, uh, there have been other, have there been other examples of Western Democratic republics handling this type of corruption uh, at such an influential level? I'm, Mm. I'm not sure. I'm, there's, it has to have been, but none that survive. Um, we will be the first. Um, but I think people are beginning to understand and come out of their fear or mourning, I hope, um, and realize if we don't act now and use every constitutional power in our grasp, if we don't stand up, if we're not willing to stand up at the local level and demand that crimes, listen to this, demand that crimes, those people who committed them, are punished. 
wow, that's a big ask, isn't it, America? If we don't do it now, we're going to lose America. And as um, Victor Davis Hanson told me on the air today, we're going to lose it soon. Uh, German Platero. Glenn, is there any possibility that several states' attorneys could join together to start the Biden investigation? Yes. Um, I mean, we, we want to do another uh, reckoning, um, and we'll only see if this catches fire, if people start to call, if this gains any ground, then another reckoning is coming, and it will be about the banks. Um, there's, there's, there's a reckoning, and yes... Several can uh, bind themselves together, um, but they have to all be crimes that happened in their state, I believe. How do you recommend getting this message through a family member who are blinded by wokeness and think we're all crazy bigots? Just love them. I don't think you're going to make a difference. Just love them. Um, at, at some point, this craziness either collapses on them um, or uh, they wake up when it becomes too damn crazy. Either way, you want to be there for them to help them through it. If you've got a family member that just doesn't get it, just love them. That's it. That's it. Blaze fan wrote in, uh, what do you do if your job could be put in jeopardy? If you work for a blue state state government office, it could cost you your job. Yep. Yep. Um, And this is, I guess, easy for me to say. Um, And so I don't want to preach to you that anything other than you have to do what you can do. Um, But I said the other night, you know, there's two citizenships that we each hold. One to God. He's our creator, not the government. Our highest citizenship is to him. Our second citizenship is to our country. Um, don't, don't do anything to lose the first citizenship in defense of the second citizenship. Or do something in the, with the second citizenship that makes you lose that. If I think our souls are at stake, I really do. Um, but that's just me. Uh, Angela says, "What can I do if I don't live in one of those states? I don't. I don't think there's a problem still calling and demanding that that state uh, takes a course of justice. I think everyone." needs to be on this. I'd really love to see this audience put together a group of people um, that this is what they do. This is what the left does. This is what they do. And people get the phone calls and everybody freaks out because they think it's a billion million people that are are making the phone calls. I would love to see our audience start to do that. Troy Stolk said, Glenn, is there anyone in a, a higher than government that is helping. Uh, can anyone, is there anyone we can count on to help in our fight? Okay, higher than government, that would be God. Or no, that would actually be you. So, yeah, you could help. Um, I think what you're asking, is there anyone in government 
that we can trust. And I think there are. And this is I said this to Jim Jordan today on radio. I, I think that we are in a really interesting place. Um, we are on the verge of breaking through. And if there's no Reichstag moment, uh, which, by the way, it looks like the communists did actually do that. That wasn't a setup. Uh, if there was no Reichstag moment, um, then I think we're going to break through. More and more Americans are waking up. The poll numbers are shifting. Look at the poll numbers just on the budget. The Democrats aren't winning this time on the budget. Um, and I think there's so many people that will look at the new ad by Adidas and go, that's a dude. And I'm just, I'm sorry, but I don't want to walk into a store with my family and see a dude in a woman's bathing suit and pretend that's normal. It's not normal. It's not normal. No. When you start saying no, and then you start taking your, the control of your local and state government back, and you get active, and you say, I'm not asking for special favors. I'm not asking for anything. I'm asking for equality. If my son was smoking crack, and you had it on videotape, and he was driving down the street with a hooker, which I think is also illegal, I don't think my son would get away with it. I think you would prosecute him. So why aren't you proc prosecuting this guy? Is it because he's the son of somebody important? Once we start demanding justice and pulling on the right levers, that will signal to Washington, uh, trouble's coming. Trouble's coming. I don't know what they will do, but I know we'll just keep pushing the buttons. So long as they're constitutional, I'm pushing all of them. All right. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. I'm going in this week, this weekend to record uh, my new book, Dark Future. Uh, so watch my feed on Instagram or Twitter uh, or both because I'm going to be here all weekend. I might check in with you and maybe give you a, maybe give you a sneak peek at Dark Future. Good night.